Hello, and welcome to the Company We Keep podcast. I am your host, Jason Pearl. Glad to have you with us today. The Company We Keep podcast is for everyday business owners and entrepreneurs who want to think differently about growth, want to think differently about success, and want to achieve better balance in both business and in life. On this season of The Company We Keep, I'm really excited because I am going to introduce you to the company that I keep. A lot of my friends, a lot of my mentors, a lot of people that I've come across in my life that I think are wonderful folks that you need to meet. They're going to give us some great perspective on business, on life, on leadership, on balance, on growth, on all of those things. And I just can't be more excited to introduce you to my guest that I have today, Michael McGreevy. Michael McGreevy is a leadership coach, has been doing it for over six years, and he there are so many amazing informational points in this podcast. I can't wait for you to listen. Let's get started. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Company We Keep podcast. I'm Jason Pearl. I am super excited to be here with my good friend and brother, Michael McGreevy. Michael is a professionally trained leadership coach. He is working with some of the areas and some of the nation's best leaders. He helps them find a deeper sense of confidence, both personally and professionally. And he has seen success with over 100 individuals in his coaching practice. So Michael, welcome. Thank you for joining. Jason, I'm so pumped to be here. Speaking of the company we keep, I am in good company today. So thank you so much for having me, Jason. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So excited to have you with us. And, and also to introduce you to our listeners. In, in episode nine of our first season, I introduced my audience to you and talked about how we came to know each other. So just to kind of give everybody a refresher course on that, I spent one day, it was one afternoon, I can I remember exactly where I was. I was scrolling on my phone through LinkedIn and, and, a, and a post came up and it was from this guy, Michael McGreevy. Now, most people may not know this, but you and I grew up in the same town and live in the greater Western New York area. Uh, we did not know each other until a few years ago. And as I was scrolling through LinkedIn, I just saw your, I saw this post. It was the post you made when you went to a, you went to a Blue Jays game in Toronto and you, you made a comment about you were, in, you were in an elevator and you started talking to a, a gentleman in there. And then all of a sudden he like gave you tickets to the game or something like that. Yeah, you're pretty close. It was right here in Buffalo. It was a Bison's game. Oh, it was the Bison's game. game. Okay. And my gotcha. entire family was with me and we didn't have any tickets yet. So there was five of us total. Okay. And we, we were about to buy five ticket, tickets. Yeah. yeah. And this guy approaches us, says, hey, I have five tickets. You want them? We're just like, yes, yeah. take them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So in, in the, the, the thing that caught me in, in this LinkedIn post was the fact that you had, you were just talking about being a human being, right? Mm -hmm. And you were talking about how, you know, no one else is looking at this guy, no one else is talking to this guy, and you just kind of like have a smile on your face and you're just being the way I know you to be now. And uh, you just said, just be human, just talk to people and you engage people, good things happen. So I started looking at some of your other posts and I started reading your messaging and I'm like, man, this is a guy I need to know, especially three, four years ago. I was not the type of person to randomly cold reach out to another guy and be like, Hey, I like what you're saying. We should talk. And that's what I did. I LinkedIn messaged you. And I said, Hey, I've been reading your posts. I'm local to you. 
I would love to take you out to lunch and learn more about you. And you're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Sometimes you just have to step out. If you see you like something, you see somebody that's doing something great, like cheer them on, encourage them and just say, Hey, I need more of that in my life. And that's what I did with you. And we became fast friends. We like to say we're doing life together and I couldn't be more proud or more excited to, uh, to introduce you to my audience. Cause you are somebody I hold in such high regard. So. Well, thanks, thanks Jason. I remember that day at Acropolis. Yep. Uh, you walked yep. in with your your fresh blazer on. You're looking all <laughs> professional. I was kind of intimidated by you actually right. when I first saw you. I'm like, man, this guy is like a serious business guy. I better get my <laughs> act together here. <laughs> but anyway, it's been so cool to get to know you because we walked to the same drum beat, man. We yeah. we want to go big in business for sure, but we're not going to do that at the expense of our family, right? Or the expense of our marriage. In fact, we're going to make sure we're holding those things higher than our business. That's what I love about you. You don't just talk about that. I've seen you do that. And it's inspiring, man. Keep up the great work on that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, that brings up a good point. Not not only are you a, a leadership coach, your most important job is a husband and a father, right? So you got Lydia, your wife and your three kids. How old are they? your three kids not Lydia yeah. you don't have to tell you don't have to tell anybody how old she is I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> yeah right yeah I can't keep up with them they're, they're growing so fast but six five and three are my kids yeah we're about to go on a, a very long road trip pray for us <laughs> yes certainly certainly as you know you just need to have a lot of good snacks right? good <laughs> that's snacks. right that's right well as as we kind of move forward um you know, really interested to kind of learn about and hear about McGreevy Leadership. That's your leadership company, the company you run. You tell me a little bit about, you know, what McGreevy Leadership is all about. Yes, I, I will. And it's, it's been such a fascinating journey. There's, there's two different ways I've worked with people one-on-one -on -one, and I've also worked with teams. And I found through my own journey that it can be very lonely as a leader, as a business owner, and uh, having someone that you trust in your corner to really journey with you and go through the ups and downs of business and to have that perspective, to have somebody to bounce ideas off of, to filter ideas with, that's really been invaluable to me. And so um, that's really what I try to do for leaders too, is, is to really step into their world on a on a consistent basis and give them that person, that person who can offer perspective, clarity, that can remind them of who they are, what they're strong at, and to help them see that maybe some of their deficiencies don't need to hold them back. So it's um, every, every leader struggles with something. Every mm -hmm. person struggles with something. And so to have someone in their corner to walk through some of those challenges along the way for myself has been so valuable. And uh, so that's what I try to offer with what I do with McGreevy Leadership. You know, and, and, and it's funny because, again, in the, in the transition in the path that I've taken, um, five years ago, 10 years ago, as a high-level executive in a business, I probably would have said, I don't, who needs a leadership coach, right? Like, what is a leadership coach? Like, I'm in this position because I know what I'm doing, right? And mm -hmm. now I know how wrong I was because I've, I've hired multiple coaches myself, and you yourself have a coach. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely, yes. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever go without a coach just because of the value that I've seen. And because growth is, there's not an endpoint to your growth journey, right? It's, right? it's kind of like golf, like you have to keep working at it and working at it as long right. as you're going to play. And exactly. one thing I've realized in my own journey is that I'm the ceiling my, or my business in my business, I'm the ceiling, it can only go as 
far and as forward as I am willing to go. And that's that's good news and bad news, right? That means it's it's bad news if we think that and that's just going to happen organically. Sure. It's good news because that's that's under our control. We can invest in ourselves. We can continue to grow and and that growth is going to show up in our business, in our relationships, mm-hmm. in multiple areas of life as we commit to growth ourselves. So with with the with the leaders that you work with, is there any level of like commonality um, that you find in, in the leaders that want to work with you or the leaders that want to hire a coach? Or is it is it kind of a hodgepodge of all sorts of different different folks? Yeah, it is a bit of a hodgepodge, but there are a lot of common themes. Um, I think one of them is identity, truly knowing who you are, mm-hmm. understanding yourself, what you're really strong at, and what some of your struggles are. That's a common challenge that an individual has as you are a leader, as you are over several other people, it's difficult to see the full picture or to see yourself objectively. So to have another person in your corner that doesn't have any other agenda other than to help you to help you see what you're not seeing, that is tremendously valuable. And there's a lot of different struggles that leaders have. And I mean, there's, there's a, there's a whole lot of them. And I can share a couple here. One of those being, you know, oftentimes a person forgets why they started a business or why they became a leader. You know, sometimes they jump in because they want more flexibility, or they want more control over their schedule or or control over their life. And fast forward a couple years, as they've been in the weeds of their business, they realize that they have less flexibility than they did when they had when they're fully employed, right? Or maybe they've gotten away from the vision that they set out to create when they started their business. So sometimes it's going back and redefining what your vision is for, you know, why are you doing this? Why do you, why are you struggling day in and day out or building day in and day out for what? Is that really achieving the life that you set out to achieve from the beginning? You know, everybody seems to get to a level where they think if I get to the top, or the top job or the highest paying job, everything's going to be great, right? Mm. Or if I just make more money, everything's going to be great. And what you and I both know in our professions is actually that's where more challenges come, right? Right. There's, there's so many, there's so much more weight and there's so many more challenges that happen the higher you climb up the ladder, whether it's corporate, whether it's entrepreneurial, it, it doesn't matter. There's stress that comes on and being able to have somebody speak good into your life on a consistent basis, both personally and professionally is, is so important. And that's one of the reasons that you do what you do. It's, it's really the core reason why I decided to start this podcast is because, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to continue to put those good things out there and you need to be able to point people to resources like you that can help these leaders really figure out what's most important to them and why they're doing what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Can I go a little bit deeper here for a second? For sure. Yeah. This might make you a little uncomfortable if you're listening, but Oftentimes, we are striving for success for unhealthy reasons. And this is something that I see a lot with leaders too, is sometimes there's an insecurity buried deep down that you are trying to out-earn or out-create or out-build. And that is, that's like a stair climber. There's, There's no end to that either. You will just, it'll just be magnified the more you build and the more you grow. So sometimes it's taking a look at, okay, what insecurities am I trying to outrun here? Is there a hole that I'm trying to fill by 
going bigger by building more? Is there something I'm trying to avoid here? The cool thing that happens when you are willing to take a look at what's really going on instead of trying to avoid it and push it away, that's really catapults you forward as a, as a leader. That can help you get to that next level because you're building it for the right reasons. Mm. You're not trying to make somebody proud of you or make somebody like you or whatever that might be for you. You're doing it because you want to make a positive difference in the world. Or maybe you want to do everything you can with the gifts that you've been given. So that's what I would challenge anyone listening today. Examine your reasons. Examine your reasons for wanting to be successful. What's underneath that? Make sure that's not something empty like you feeling fulfilled. You have a really interesting story too. And I know this because we're friends, but um, I know that you've had some really important growth moments in your life um, that have really shaped you as an individual. And uh, you don't have to give us the whole background, but if there's anything that kind of points, uh, you know, that sticks out that you think would be worth kind of sharing with the group, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I think my own failure, I'll call it a failure, but it was actually exactly what needed to happen for me to get to where I am today. But I really struggled with finding clarity in my own life and who I was, what I was made to do, what I was made to accomplish, what should I pursue? I struggled for over a decade trying to figure that out and going in every wrong direction. And I think because I've felt what that feels like to be totally lost and feel like I'm spinning my wheels, it helps me gain some insight and perspective on how, what that's like for people who are in that place. But for me, it was a tragedy that kind of led me to an even worse position and closer to the end of myself that really led to my breakthrough and my, um, my mind opening up to new possibilities. So a friend of mine was killed on a construction site and that really just transformed my perspective. You know what it did is it, it woke me up to the reality that life is incredibly brief. Even if you get the full run of it, even if you get 80, 90 years, it's still incredibly brief. And so while we live, while we have the opportunity to serve others, to help others, to go for it with the strengths that we've been given, with the passions that we've been given, we better do it, right? Because you talk to anyone who is in their later years of life, the first thing that they will tell you about regrets is that, man, I wish I was more true to what I wanted to pursue. I wish I would have gone for it. I wish I would have laid it all on the line and made it happen. And I do not want to be that guy in any way when I'm sitting in my rocking chair. I want to feel like, man, I laid it all out on the field and I did everything I could to make the most of my life. For sure. Uh, I, I mean, you've shared that story with me and I just think it's so powerful. And what's interesting is there's so many people that are in that spot right now. What, what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself or somebody like you that's kind of coming up that maybe is struggling in that same way? Because they're not, their story is individual, right? Everyone's got their own individual story. God's got a plan individually for everyone. So what, did, what practical advice would you have to, to somebody kind of walking through something like that right now? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to that picture, but I'll, I'll give you a couple things here. First of all, you're, who you are right now is not a fixed state. So if you find yourself speaking over yourself, I'm not this, I can't be good at this, I can't be good at that, but maybe I could be good at this. Like those are pretty concrete 
things to say about yourself. That doesn't have to be fixed. So I would encourage you to dream wide open and not be governed by your own self-imposed limitations. Dream wide open. And if the dream is, is not an escape from something else, if it's truly stems from who you are and who you are meant to be, there's a way to become the person who can live that dream out. And that's going to take time and it's going to take surrounding yourself with the right people. It's going to take reading the right books. It's going to take listening to the right podcasts like this one right here. It's going to take going to conferences. Um, it's going to take failing and overcoming mm -hmm. failure and failing again. So that's, that's going to be, it's going to be a crooked road, but it is worth it. Ask anyone who's been through that. You don't hear an entrepreneur who's failed multiple times, who's eventually found success saying, uh, I don't know. If I could go back, I think I would just kind of go with the status quo. Right. No. Yeah, totally. Dive in. Right. And get yourself dirty and realize that who you are today is not going to be the same person you are in five years if you commit to your own self development. There's no silver bullet and there's no quick fix. But the fact of the matter is, it's a commitment, right? It's a commitment to being the best version of yourself in the way that you want to be in the success that you want individually and not what everyone else tells you you should be, right? Yeah. So it's a commitment. If you really want success, you want to improve. It's a long-term commitment. That's right. And don't wish the failures and obstacles away. Right. Because, I mean, Jason, you know this. You look back on any of those challenges you've had as you built your business. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that really helped you grow and totally. really helped you become a new person and get to the next level. So if you're, if you wish, oh, I, you know, I hope I don't have to experience any failures or any obstacles. You're wishing that you, you won't grow basically. Yeah. <laughs> like totally. You have to embrace those and realize those are a gift along the way. And they're part of it. They're not right. an unfortunate circumstance that comes along with building a business. No, they're essential pieces to who you are becoming in this right. process. And it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? So whether you're paying for a mastermind or whether you're paying for a leadership coach or whatever else, sometimes you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And uh, I think that's a really important lesson that I know I learned. And it was, it was a lesson that you helped teach me. So I appreciate mm. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's another thing I want to mention here too. Um, you know, we all get beat up by life along the way, mm -hmm. whether that's personally in relationships or in business failures, financial failures, whatever that looks like. And it's easy to be defined by that. So maybe you got wrecked by a situation in your own life and that record players turning and turning in your head of, yeah, see, you're a failure in this area. This you're just bad in this area. <laughs> you know, it's just, and, and you're walking around with that. So sometimes we have to realize that we've adopted ways of thinking about ourselves that are hanging around and continuing to have a voice in our life. And we can't allow that to continue. That's why it's so crucial to surround yourself with people like you, Jason, and, and um, other people who want the best for you and want to see you succeed, because they'll, they'll remind me, they'll remind you of that. They'll say, Hey, that's not who you are. I know who you are. And this is who you're becoming. That is not you. And so uh, there's sometimes uh, some stepping back and maybe even sitting down and writing some of these things down. What do I think about myself? Am I, are all the ways that I speak in my mind about myself helpful? Do they move me forward? Or are they keeping me back in this limited place 
who I don't even want to be in the first place. So that's something you really want to focus on too, in this journey of mm -hmm. stepping out, taking a look back and, and really taking a hard look at the, your thinking. And I like your example, Jason, of you came across me and you just, you reached out, you were proactive about that. So don't, don't sit on your hands and wait for somebody to right. dial up your phone, right? If you recognize that you need that in your life, start to look around you and see, okay, who are the people that I, maybe I'm connected with that I didn't even realize who I need to be around that are going to help me move forward in life and be proactive about making a connection there, buying them a coffee, buying them a lunch, or even dialing them up on the phone or having a Zoom call with them. Yeah. Well, I've got two questions. One on advice, and I have a follow-up question. What piece of advice do you find yourself giving to leaders very often right now, the, the, the leaders that you're coaching or the, the people that you're coming in contact with? Is there, is there a common piece of advice that you're, you're giving out a lot? Yeah, there, there is. I try not to give too much advice because what I find is most people have the answers within them. So what I try to do more than tell them what I think they should do is I help draw out mm -hmm. what is already within them. And so in that is a piece of advice of you have to allow for enough space to look within, to really dig, to, to be quiet enough to hear your own thoughts or to think about the vision you have for your life. So, you know, as a leader, as a business owner, it's always go, 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 because there's always the next thing that has to be done. So even in the midst of the busyness, you have to be fierce about protecting some of that time where you can just be quiet and introspective and to think, to think wide open. So that's what I would tell yeah. most leaders is they don't have enough time for that. That's so true. Space is space and time, like time's the one thing you can't ever buy back. Right. And, and, and it's really important to, to create that space and to have that time to, to reflect. So really good. What are you doing right now that you're super excited about? Um, you know, it could be business or life. What, what is really exciting Michael McGreevy these days? I am thrilled. And I was just talking to you about this before we started recording, but we are um, finishing up our dream house. Um, so we've been working on that for the past two years, completely gutted it and put it back together. My wife and I have been working on planning it out and picking all the different finishes and all that sort of thing. And, and we are excited to be able to move into it this summer. So it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of decisions to make, but we cannot wait to be out in that new house. That is awesome. And, and what a labor of love, right? Two years, you're doing a lot of the work yourself, subbing some out, doing a lot of the work yourself, managing three kids, trying to keep your relationship, you know, on the right level with your wife and then run a leadership business, right? Have, have multiple coaching clients. So you, you know, you must be a master at planning. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really not. I've, I've learned the hard way. And I'll, I'll give you an example, Jason, of how extreme I am with flexibility. And you know this about me, mm -hmm. but I value time and flexibility so much so I can invest in my family and really enjoy them that I've, I've committed to an every other week work schedule. It doesn't mean I don't ever do any work on those off weeks. Um, it just means that I don't have any appointments on those off weeks. So if on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. I want to go to the playground with my three kids and run around like a maniac. I can do that. And so I, it's that important to me. And that it wasn't easy to build that. It took a mm -hmm. long time to get to that point where I could do it. But I had a very clear vision of I knew I wanted a lot of flexibility and it would be worth the sacrifice to get there. So I've been working on that for the past six years. And finally, I'm in a place where that's working really well. Wow. 
there are a lot of jealous people for you, Michael, right now, but, but you made a really important point. You've been working to get to this point for six years, right? right? That is a lot of months of working hard to get to this point because you, you had a vision and you realized it was going to take time and you couldn't sacrifice you know, those off weeks, you know, without building the business, building the respect, building the following, building the clientele to be able to get there. But now you're doing it. Now you're, you have the space and the time with what you value most, which is your family. And that is so, so admirable. And, and, and something that I think so many people need to hear is that if you want something, it may take time, but you can get it. You just have to build it. Right? Yeah. And, and I do this too, Jason, but it's also a piece of advice that we so often overestimate what we can accomplish in three to six months. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we give something a hard shot and, and a couple months later, it's just not working. Like, I, I guess it wasn't meant to be really, you know, what we underestimate is what's possible when we commit to a long-term vision and maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10 years. We got to think a little bit more long-term about our vision if it's important enough to us, because we do underestimate what's possible in a longer period of time. And I'd ask you this, if you had to wait five years, if you had to wait even 10 years to be able to live out the ultimate vision you had for your life, would it, would that be worth it? And for most people, it's a big yes. Yeah, of course. Sure. If I had to wait yeah. that long and I yeah. could live this way. I mean, right. for goodness sake, most people wait 50, 60 years to retire, to think that they're going to have that. What is five to 10 years, right? Yeah, so true. So true. No, it's, it's, uh, I admire you so much for doing that. And I just think you're such a great example. And I appreciate you sharing, because that is, that is something that I know a lot of people, a lot of people dream, right? But dream takes action and, and you've done it. So, so well done. Thank you. Um, Before we close up here, Michael, a couple lighthearted questions that I I think will be fun. We've been going pretty deep, so we'll lighten it up a little bit here. But um, one of the things that, um, that I always get a kick out of is when you have a podcast and and it's on multiple platforms, specifically Spotify, you have the opportunity to see what your listeners, what are the top five artists that you're, that the people listening to your podcast are listening to. So when they, when your listeners follow on Spotify, who do you think is one or two musical artists that are going to show up in my, in my backend data? (laughs) I think people are going to be confused because I love such a wide variety of music, Yeah, but I can tell you a couple that I've loved just recently, a song by Blue October called Home. It is okay. such, you're going to love that song, Jason. Yep. It's all Heard about it. family, yep. but it's, it's super fun. I love me some George Strait and Alan Jackson. So I like some <laughs> of that right. country. I know people either love or hate country. I'm one of sure. those guys that loves country. Um, and maybe there's some gangster rap in there too. And some classical. <laughs> so it's going it. to be all over the board. It's going to be all over the board. Well, I can't wait to see it. I know that within the first couple episodes of my podcast that I launched, uh, I had a few Spotify listeners. I think I had maybe a dozen or so. But Bieber was 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 made a big push in there, and then so did Nickelback, which I don't know how I feel about that, right? But um, you know, there's there's somebody that loves my podcast that loves Nickelback, and you know what? I am mad at you. We're just gonna keep rolling with it, right? Oh, that's amazing! Oh, it's so good, it's so good. Um, as you know, you know, we're both family men. I've got I've got two girls, uh, Isabel and Juliana, and and they they have this thing where they instead of calling me dad, they call me Deeds, right? Like D E E D S. But my youngest and, and really my oldest, they both, they, they say I like to use big words. 
And they said, dad, on your podcast, you have to have a segment that's called big words with deeds. And you have to ask the people that you're interviewing if they use big words like you do. So I don't even know. I don't even legitimately is one of the words that they think is a big word that I use often, which I don't really think is a big word, but they think it's hilarious. And they count the times I say the word legitimately. So is there a word that you say often that, that you, that maybe people think is, is too big for the vocabulary or are you a pretty straight shooter when it comes to being a direct communicator? Yeah. You know, my kids are really little too. So I I use adult words all the time with them. I I just speak normally like I would to an adult and uh, consequently they use all the adult words as well. (laughs) One of the funny things is um, my son Gunner can't quite pronounce interesting so he has he says interesting <laughs> and, and every actually every time uh, i go somewhere whether it's out the door into my office um either my three-year-old five-year-old or six-year-old will say oh do you have a, a coaching call papa you have one of your coaching call oh that's interesting <laughs> so it's just kind of funny wherever i'm going they think i have a coaching call or i'm talking to a right. coaching client so last question um, on the lighthearted side is, is there a guilty pleasure that Mike McGreevy has? I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Okay. <laughs> so if, if you know the Enneagram, so there's a lot. Seven, yeah, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> that is my weakness. Is it's I a family show, life. Michael. It's a family show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want all the pleasures of life. That's who I am. But I think my guilty pleasure is probably the combination of hot sauce and blue cheese in some form or fashion i'm a buff your western new yorkers heart, through and through yeah, man. absolutely man if it's if it has those two things i'm in it's probably good yeah i've spent so since the buffalo bills season ended i've spent the last like 60 some odd days taking off all the weight that i put on during the bill season <laughs> because i would make homemade chicken wings and oh, have a mess of hot sauce and blue cheese and you know, they're different story for a different day, but I, but I've really enjoyed having you on this podcast. I, I know my audience is going to love learning about you and hearing about, you know, all the, the wonderful advice and, and knowledge that you have to kind of share. I know you don't like calling it advice, but in, in some way, shape or form it is. Um, so, so tell my audience, how can, how can they find you? How can they keep up with you? What's the easiest way to get in touch with you? I'm pretty accessible. Um, i you know, if you want to have a conversation anytime, you can call me, you can email me. My email address is michael at mcgreevyleadership.com. Look at that. The man of the people, Michael McGreevy. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, brother, I've, I've had so much fun chatting with you. Uh, we could do this for hours. We're going to do this again. This won't be the last time you're on the company. We keep podcasts, but I just want to say, I appreciate you. Appreciate everything you shared today and uh, just love you, man. Oh, thank you so much, Jason. It's been awesome today. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Company We Keep podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Michael McGreevy as much as I did. Best way to reach Michael is at his email address, michael at McGreevyleadership.com. We'll have all of his information in some of our social handles and on the show notes at jasonmperl.com. Would love for you to check that out. Also, if you're enjoying this content, you're enjoying this podcast, would love for you to subscribe to my newsletter. You can find all the information out at my website, jasonmperl.com. Until next time, thanks for joining. I'm out.